Prayer is a powerful tool that you can use to change your world and change yourself. God hears every prayer and responds in his own way and according to his own timetable. When you make a habit of consulting him about everything, he'll guide you along a path of his choosing, which by the way is the path you should take. And when you petition him for strength, he'll give you the courage to face any problem and the power to meet any challenge. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. A daily podcast. And I'm your host, Pamela Staten, dedicating today's podcast to Hildred. Now, Hildred says, I'm very entertaining. That's fine. That's interesting. But just make sure that the word of God is seeping into your psyche. Because that is what this is all about. So my 15,003 listeners, if you're counting, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's kick off with the 23rd Psalm, and you should be able to say it with me by now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Listeners, gaze up to heaven, clasp your hands together, and pray with me. Dear God, nothing is impossible for you. When I lose hope, give me faith. When others lose hope, let me tell them of your glory and your works. Today, Lord, let me expect the miraculous and let me trust in you. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, I am your creation and you created me for a reason. Give me the wisdom to follow your direction for my life's journey. Let me do your work here on earth by seeking your will and living it, knowing that when I trust in you, Father, I am eternally blessed. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, you are the sovereign God of the universe. You rule over this world, and I will allow you to rule over my heart. I will seek your will for my life, and I will allow your Son to reign 
over my heart today and every day of my life. Amen. Dear God, all of us must live through those days when the traffic jams, the computer crashes, the dog makes a main course out of our homework. But when we find ourselves distracted by the minor frustrations of life, we must catch ourselves. So take a deep breath and lift our thoughts upward. Although we may at times struggle mightily to rise above the distractions of everyday living, we need never struggle alone. God is here, eternal and faithful, with infinite patience and love. And if we reach out to him, he will restore our sense of perspective and give peace to our souls. Dear Lord, give me the wisdom to focus not on the distractions of the moment, but on the priorities that matter. Today and every day, Father, guide my thoughts and guard my heart. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back. We're going into the Bible. Stay right there. And now, the Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible, Life Principle number eight, and it's from 2 Samuel chapter 15. It says, fight all your battles on your knees and you will win every time. The term resistance movement describes situations in which oppressed people rise up against their oppressors. Resistance fighters take the stance that I'm not going to stand idly by and allow this evil to continue. I choose to resist the wrongs. Whether I live or die in resisting my oppressor, I will no longer live as I have been. Resistance in prayer is the biblical approach to confronting and overcoming the devil. Peter wrote, resist him, steadfast in the faith. James echoed this teaching by saying, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Both Peter and James make clear that we are to actively resist evil through our persevering prayers. Now on the surface, resistance may appear to be passive. In practice, it is anything but passive. It is an active stance, both intentional and powerful. What would you do if a weight began to press against you, attempting to push you off a position that is rightfully yours? How would you resist? 
you would lean into the weight and press back. The pressure you exert would equal or exceed the pressure exerted against you. Now, listeners, that is a posture of resistance. Resistance is first and foremost a firm decision to join the struggle against evil in prayer. Rather than turning away, backing off, or retreating, Sub to us, listeners. Such resistance takes strength and courage. It also takes patience and perseverance. And that's why Luke includes a parable designed to teach us that we always ought to pray and not lose heart. Peter and James point out two key words of the heart of our ability to resist the devil through our prayers and submission to God in faith. Number one is submission. Submission to God is saying, I can't, but you can. In our battlefield prayers, we might say, Lord, I can't defeat the devil on my own, but with you, I can. So this is the position of the Apostle Paul. This is what he took when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. James taught us that submission occurs when we seek to develop a closer relationship to God. And as we spend time with God, we get to know him better and discover how he wants us to overcome evil and experience blessing. Amen. Listeners, as we draw near to God through prayer and by spending time in his word, we draw near to God when we set aside time solely to listen to God and to wait upon him for direction and guidance. We draw near to God when we periodically shut ourselves away, closing off all other influences that might distract us from knowing him better. And the better we know him, the more we see his awesome power, the more we experience his vast love, the more we learn from his wisdom, and the more we grow in our faith. We come to an even greater realization. It says, yes, God can defeat the devil on my behalf. Yes, God will win in any conflict with the devil. Yes, God does want me to be able to overcome my adversary and to live in victory in Christ Jesus. Secondly, okay, the second key to words at the heart of our ability to resist the devil through prayers and submission is faith. Faith, as you know, is saying to God, I believe you will. 
In our battle to overcome the enemy, listeners, we might pray this way. I believe you will defeat the enemy and cause him to flee from me as I resist him and put my trust in you. Again and again, David made this declaration of faith to the Lord in Psalm 25, 31, 55, and 56. He said, oh my God, I trust in you. Perfect faith views the battle as being done and God gaining the victory. When David said, I trust in you, he meant it is done, Lord. You are perfect in nature. You do all things well, and you have victory over all my enemies. He had absolute faith in God's ability. And that's what we need to have, listeners. Absolute faith in God's abilities. There was no hint of, I hope he will, because David knew it was as good as done. Listeners, we grow in faith by exercising it by trusting God in situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance, relationship after relationship. We develop a personal history in which we obey God and he remains faithful in his loving care of us. It is impossible for you to resist the devil for very long if you do not believe that Christ Jesus through you can and will defeat the devil. Let me repeat that. It is impossible for you to resist the devil for very long if you do not believe that Christ Jesus through you can and will defeat the devil. Furthermore, you can remain firm in your faith only when you completely submit to God in all areas of your life. This is in the Bible, listeners. This is in the Bible. When you refuse to submit a problem or an area to the Lord, you are saying, I can handle this. I don't need your help. Well, that is precisely what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to trust your own ability and not the omnipotent God. It is also the place where he will level his greatest attack against you whenever you feel you can handle something. The good news is that God has given each of us a measure of faith to develop. He also gives us the ability to trust him and surrender our lives to him. We can stand firm and resist the enemy, but only by the power of God. He is the one who hears our prayers. He is the one who rushes to our defense. When we pray, the devil flees. Amen. Remember, we grow in faith by exercising it. 
and resistance is a decision to join the struggle against evil. Amen. Powerful, good stuff. Thank you. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Good stuff. I'm telling you. Let's talk about serving Christ. Now, when you read Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 to 40, it's basically telling you to stop for a moment and consider the purpose of your life. Are you living to pursue your own interests or success? Does your energy revolve around your family members? Perhaps your ambition is to change the world for the better. All of these aims, even the last one, which sounds so selfless, are futile. The only goal of of lasting value and fulfillment is serving Christ, listeners. As his followers, we should model our life after his. And Mark chapter 10, verse 45 tells us that even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And we honor him by doing likewise. Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed when we consider the amazing ways that other believers are serving the Lord. With God on his side, King David led great armies into war. And today there are evangelists who speak to tens of thousands and many lives are saved. How could anything that we do compare to the accomplishments of these? And while comparisons are made to discourage us, Christians use other excuses for not trying, such as a lack of experience or having the wrong personality for the task. God's call for each of us is unique. He will provide the words. He will provide the ability and circumstances so that we can achieve what he wants done. Remember, our Father is the one who makes the difference. We are merely tools and we're blessed to be used by him. Make sure that you are demonstrating your love for the Lord by serving others. Live in such a way that every evening you can tell the Lord Lord, as best I know how, I have attempted to serve your purpose today. Amen. Okay. I'm excited to have God whisper in my ear. Ready, ready, ready. And he says, 
I know it's difficult to pray for my will when you're truly hoping that your own will will be done. I know it's difficult to trust me when your faith is walking by sight, but I need you to cast yourself into my care, trusting in my love for you. I need you to truly believe that whatever I have planned for you is better for you than anything you could bring about yourself. I am always seeking opportunities to draw you near to me, to grow your faith, and to show you my power in your life. Know that I am at work and keep your hope in me. Hope is not a feeling, so don't be deceived. Hope is the assurance that I am with you and for you and that you can rely on every single promise I've made to you. Each and every day I am presenting you with a choice to hope. Look at your trials and tribulations as just that and choose to believe that I want you to learn to trust me no matter the outcome, assured that I have your very best interests at heart. I want you to surrender, abandon yourself to my will, rely on my provision and my protection, and find assurance that I will provide the path that will take you to victory through even the worst of adversities. I will lead you faithfully into victory. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 verse 6 says, And he who believes in him will not be disappointed. Amen. Wow. Stay right there. We'll be back. Got a little more. Listeners, I want you to grab a pen while we say the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Do you have your pen ready? Okay, I'm going to give you some more ways in how to use the Bible. And I'll go slowly. If you feel down and out, you want to read Romans chapter 8, verse 39. Romans chapter 8, verse 39. When you want courage for your task, 
Read Joshua 1. Joshua 1. When the world seems bigger than God, you want to read Psalm 90. Psalm 90. When you want rest and peace, read Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. When you want rest and peace, read Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 through 30. When leaving home for labor or travel, read Psalm 121, number 107. And 107, verses 23 to 31. Psalm 121 and Psalm 107, verse 23 to 31, when you're leaving home for labor or travel. If you get bitter or critical, you want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And for a great invitation, great opportunity, read Isaiah 55. Great opportunity, read Isaiah chapter 55. Awesome. We are 65 days, yikes, (laughs) into this new year. How you doing? (laughs) Okay, and now from Pray More. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We take the same route to work every day. We eat the same turkey sandwich for lunch most days. We work on the same humdrum paperwork. And then we take the same route home again. Our schedules probably have become a rut. And we have began to dread the sameness of our dull, drab lives. And if we don't dare change anything that might affect our timeline, that's because our fear of ruts becomes a phobia. We have the knowledge to mix up the schedule, but not the courage. Listeners, our lives to appear to be static And changes take place every day. Think about it. The traffic flow to and from work changes. There are lighter cycles some days. The bread slices in a loaf of bread have a different shape. So therefore the sandwich we ate the day before is different. As we look at the sameness of life, 
we are going to see hints of changes. And that's because only one is unchanging. And that is Jesus Christ, our eternal Savior. Pray with me. Father in heaven, when we get caught up in our ruts of life, prompt us to make changes that remind us of your timeless love. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 54, says, I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with a supple move of prayer. And then you are working out your true selves, your God-creative selves. Keep these thoughts in mind. The next time you come across a relative or an acquaintance, a co-worker, a church member, anyone who brings out the fight, the flight, or freeze in you. Look for the best in that person and see what happens within your own self. Pray with me, Lord. Help me to continually love and look for the best in everyone as you do me. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me. It has been my pleasure. If it's entertained you, Hildred, good for you. God is good. God is watching us from a distance. He loves you. Show his love to others. Bye for now.